So it's one of those things like, I don't have a problem with you thinking about work in the long run, but to say that that storm hit on Monday and the very first thing you do is, well, what about my job? It's like, yo, yo, wait, wait a minute now. Like that's, now nah, you tripping, especially when you don't have no electricity. Dog, if you ain't got no electricity, you're not working. It's, it's just that simple. Like if you if you ain't got no water, if your pipes burst, you need to worry about yourself before you worry about that job right off the jump. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Therapy for Your Poppy Pins. I'm here with Fraser and Quan. What's going on with y'all, man? How's that week so far? Good, man. Snow finally started to melt. Can't really complain. Glad I didn't have to show out any snow. So did you did you get any water in your house? No, I did not. Thankfully, I did not. Did I did have a I did have to go through a night without power to where I actually had to, you know, stay with some relatives for a night. But other than that, no, it was good, man. What about you going? No water in the house, but the people below me, like all the pipes burst on the first floor, like every single one of them. So I don't know what's going on with them right now. Um, went without power probably for like two, three days, but I had a homegirl who let me go kick it with her until I was able to get my electricity back. Um, water came back ironically like on Friday when I was talking to Derek on the phone. It just came back at like 7.30 p.m. For the time being, nigga had to go get that pool water, just put in his goddamn toilet. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, hey, man, I know you used to that struggle, Quan, so it ain't, it's bro. not cool, but, you know, bro, it's not I, a shock I already to the knew system. What to do, bro. I already knew how to do this. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot going on. Because even over my granny's house, we had to, you know, get the water, pour it in the toilet to make sure it could flush and all that, man. So it was, it's definitely been an experience. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good on snow for the rest of the year. Look, I was just, you know, I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> My only issue is I just gotta go get the coats, not hoodies. Quan, you already know, Quan. Bro, we do hoodies, and if it's cold, you just do a layer hoodie, bro. Like, it's not a big deal. Um, but I do need gloves. Fraser, I've seen you with gloves before, and I was just like, this nigga extra as fuck. But, you know, there was times where I was outside for longer than I expected, and I was like, a pair of gloves, would have helped. <laughs> Caleb knows this because he listens to Bomani Jones, my nigga. Nigga, we not used to this shit in Texas. I don't care what nobody. Bro, bro thank we, you. Bro, we are used to fighting the heat. Our houses are made insulated to protect us from the heat. When it got cold, everything just failed us. We are not we are not used to this type of shit, bro. We are we just not used to it. And let me tell you this, bro. Like listening to that, you know, Bumani Jones, it finally pushed me to the point to where I'm like, a weighted blanket sounds like a pretty good investment right now. I ain't lie, I may get a weighted blanket as well. That that shit bro, sounds amazing. I ain't lie, I miss that. I miss that episode. I probably gotta uh bro, it, came, it literally came out on Thursday. So like, Okay, I ain't too late. You, you ain't too far off, bro. Thank you. It's like a weighted <laughs> blanket. He said he literally went to sleep and he started panicking because when he woke up. He couldn't get up like as smoothly as he wanted. Don't gotta go get that weighted blanket. That shit sounds amazing. And like, especially look as cold as it was, like a weighted blanket would have made a big difference because 
Man, look, I was doing everything. I was closing the door. I didn't put tape on my windows or whatnot. I didn't do all that. I didn't put no blanket up, but because that's what they're saying. Like, you know, tape, put tape on the windows, pretty much use some towels or whatnot to cover up the crevices or whatnot. I didn't do all that. I just like the my door. It, 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 didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> I did the, the, the sheets and towels. It, it didn't work. It was still, got, bro, it saw my breath in my own house. Shit's crazy, dog. That's horrible, man. Like, at the end of the day, look, I'm glad we got through it now. Look, I never thought I'd be so happy to see, like, 50 degrees pop up on my, my phone for temperature in my life. Like, man, look, it hit 70 degrees. I, I ain't going to know what to do with myself, bro. Single going to run home and beat his meat. <laughs> I had to, man. You set me up for it. But all right, let's let's nah, man. Let's get let's get into the shit, man. Nah, man, it's too late, man. We done with this. We done with this shit. We get no, into the shit, true. dog. It's we, my we podcast too. Shit. I don't care. Wow, I don't care. it's not too wow. Late. You start. You gonna do all this editing, bro? Like you know, it's trouble for you. So, all right, let's get into the shit. So, <laughs> so know your worth. Stop. Stop being a slave. Right. The reason why I talk to Quan about this is because, like, if everybody who, for people, you know, for the, setting the stage for people who aren't, you know, in Texas or maybe just kind of aren't fully aware, there was a bad winter storm that just recently happened and affected everybody with loss of power, loss of electricity. I mean, well, also the same thing, loss of uh, water, my bad, as I meant to say. And um, also, a lot of people have been without both, some without one, the other. You know all these different type of issues, um, but I felt like people still put so much attention in their own lives about how can I still go to work, and that's why I say stop being a slave. Because to me, we do we put our company's needs over our own personal lives, and it's too much. Like, for instance, for people to be panicking about, you know, if they still have a job, if they can make it to work. And I understand there's financial, you know, like, I completely understand, you know, you can't, you may not feel like you're, you're able to stand your ground and say, hey, I can't make it to work, whatever, whatever. But like, you got to put your own life over your own company needs at some time. If not, then you're always going to let people tell you what your value is to them. So what do you think, Fraser? I see you looking, making faces and shit. Like, it's kind of some deep shit. So what are you thinking? <laughs> well, my first thought is a lot of people, they do that because at the, at the end of the day, that job is probably their only source of income to where they have to think like that because, man, like, you know, somehow I lose this job, you know. Like, well, how am I going to, you know, take care of these bills, which honestly, if jobs aren't understanding about a once in a generation or once every like 10, 10 years or so a winter storm, then you're clearly at the wrong job. I mean, my job was, you know, clearly telling people like if, if you can't make it, then, you know, don't. But they have a lot of people on my job that are actually, you know, had to stay at the hotel, you know, because, you know, the roads are just too bad for them to make it home to where it wouldn't be safe. And even if they made it home, they wouldn't be able to come in. You know, thankfully I was close enough to where I could come. I could still, you know, come to work, even though I just have to legit take my time. Like it would probably take me a good maybe 20 to 30 minutes to get to work just by going like real slow because wasn't really trying to have my car out here, you know, sliding on the ice or in the snow. But a lot of people, they have to think like that, man, because at the end of the day, like 
that jobs like how they're gonna be able to make sure when these lights did eventually come on that the bills can be paid, which Lord knows we all went out to deal with some crazy higher than normal electricity bills coming up. But no man, I know people felt that way because, you know, that's like their only source of income right now, which kind of speaks to like the importance of having multiple sources of like income that's where maybe you can kind of you can offset that and not just feel that pressure because a lot of people probably couldn't afford to just miss work or like the number of days that people miss because I know you know one co-worker he was gone pretty much for the entire week we had that ice storm so he was kind of like and he said he's too far so he had to do what he had to do so that's that's my original thought when I when I hear you say that yeah so like all right so I'm gonna just talk about in my area so I know I saw something in my community Facebook groups because I'm in a lot of different ones. Um, so, yeah, I'm in a community Facebook group, and this woman said that she needed, you know, to know who was serving food because she still had workers who had to show up to work, you know. And I know everybody was kind of bashing her, telling her, like, you know, send them home, let them go home, let them stay home, whatever. And she was pretty much like, I'm in the industry and like not everybody can afford to go home at this time and which is real, but I feel like, you know, us people workers as a stance, like I'm not saying like, you know, hold your guns cause you want more money, but more so like if it's a safety issue, you got to draw the line. If your company or your business does not have that line, you know what I mean? Nah, I know. I feel that, bro. But uh, Kwan, what's your take on it, bro? You you hear that? Um, it's just sad because at least going back to what Barrett said, and he acknowledged it. Some people can't afford to draw that line. To be honest, like it's sad, but a lot of people like they just if they know if they miss some days at work, that's food for their kids, that's groceries for them, that's gas. So a lot of them. They can't afford to um to kind of miss that to um miss that work. And then on the other part of it, like, and I was telling Derek this, for some people I completely understand why the first thing you think about is work during a storm like this. But for others, I'm I was just like, yo, your electricity out, your water out, and the first thing you think about is work like that's kind of what blew my mind it's like the very very that's exactly what i'm talking about about work because i know for me i would say you could ask kelsey if you ever get the chance when it was when those lights went out bro i didn't start talking about my job until like my lights came back home because i knew for a fact whether they wanted me to or not i wasn't going into work i'm just being real like it's raining outside. They got ice on the road. They got snow on the road. I see these houses catching on fire. These pipes just burst down there. Like, I'm in a position where I can somewhat dictate that. Like, yo, I'm worried about my family. I'm worried about my friends. You know, like, I had homies who, who didn't have lights for, like, 50-plus hours. So it's one of those things, like, I don't have a problem with you thinking about work in the long run, but... To say that that storm hit on Monday and the very first thing you do is, well, what about my job? It's like, yo, yo, wait wait a minute now. Like, that's now you tripping, especially when you don't have no electricity. Dog, if you ain't got no electricity, you're not working. It's, it's just that simple. 
Like if you if you ain't got no water, if your pipes burst, you need to worry about yourself before you worry about that job right off the jump. Now, once everything slowly starts to get better, I don't have a problem with you focusing on that job. But right off the rip, you ask about that job on a, when the storm came in on Sunday and you ask about it on Monday. That's when I'm like, uh, that that's not good. Dog. That That's not good at all. No, that's definitely no, I, I'd agree with that, bro. And like I say, you know, a lot of people, just like when I said earlier, they feel that way because it's like, man, like, what am I gonna do as far as bills? Cause honestly, what like this like like early 2021 and like late 2020 was kind of shown is just like a lot of people like on that paycheck to paycheck, you know, lifestyle to where when life events like what we've been seeing happen over the last couple months, you know, towards it, well, most of 2020. And, you know, getting here in 2021, a lot of people are just on that paycheck to paycheck lifestyle. And like I said, when these life events happen, it doesn't really take much to like to throw them off course, you know, when it comes to make sure they stay top on top um, bills and whatnot and make sure they're keeping the roof over the head. So that's probably where that comes from, which, you know, a lot of us, because, you know, most of most people, you know, America, we're working for somebody else. And sometimes jobs, they create that level of insecurity in us to where it's like, man, I don't know, like, how scary I am with my job, you know, if I'm not able to come in, which I would like to think most of the jobs are understandable to the situation because a lot of jobs, hell, a lot of jobs around here couldn't open up, you know, because they didn't have any power. Like, oh, my job, shoot, the hotel didn't have power, you know, for a good point in time to where they actually have to close off reservations to people to where, you know, you can't even book reservations because they can't provide adequate, you know, conditions for people to stay in, so... Most jobs, I think they have to. They would be understanding of that when I look at it. Uh, yeah, like I, I get. What you, I guess you know, like kind of what on Quan's point. I think I was, you know, I'm trying to hit on is like these are like you know natural disasters. These are out of your control type of things, one off situations that obviously have been happening a little bit too often as of lately. And you know, personal opinion, but like. We don't, I guess, take a time out to fix what's in-house and what's going on for us before trying to go out and be, you know, going to work. And I'm not, you know, mind you, I ain't with that bum stuff at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go get your money back. Same time, like, kind of like what Quan said, like, if you ain't got no power, you should focus on trying to get power in your house for you and your family more than you just going out to work because you don't want to lose that dollar. And I understand what you're saying of like, you know, of, of course we all understand each other about the whole, like you may not feel like you're at Liberty and everything like that, but I'm like, that's kind of just, you know, recognizing your value, recognizing like, Hey, I'm a person I got to be taken care of first before like you know, cause I feel like some people don't feel comfortable standing up for themselves to even say that to an employer to and i know like fraser bigger businesses they have you know a big budget so they don't have to necessarily scrimp and we're really worried about all this little nickel and dimes you know what i'm saying i guess i'm more so thinking about smaller to average companies that actually you know don't have as much allowance to do you know to give people you know grace and stuff like that yeah, pretty much not having a lot of leeway because like I say, their budget doesn't doesn't their budget doesn't state that, oh yeah, no, we can 
yeah, y'all need to come in and just stay there. Just, you know, maybe their budget is tighter towards like, hey, nah, we really need y'all to actually like come in so we can like stay on, try and stay on course, you know, budget-wise for the year. So at that point, yes, which, hey, at the end of the day, a lot of people, they were made aware of like how their company probably feels about them, which we honestly, we, we all know how these companies are like, look, at the end of the day, look, something happened to us, they gonna have our job posted by the end, before the end of business day. So you just have to always be mindful of that. And like you say, make sure your family is good, which comes to electricity. A lot of us, we just had to do the waiting game or had to do with these rolling blackouts. Like I had to do for a point of time, like I was going in and out, in and out. So it was kind of like at the mercy of these, you know, electricity companies, whether it be Encore or whoever, you know, everybody was using, which I learned more about power grids over the past, or this past week than I like had ever did before. So. Oh yeah. I feel that. I can say it like this, you know, so I know, I know we keep hitting on it. I wanted to see what you're, I know, I guess to see if you could expand on it a little bit more. Why are we triggered to owe a company our availability, even in compromising circumstances? Because a lot of us, we, I guess, base our, our worth or what we feel like we're worth based on the status of our job and I guess the amount of money that we, that we make or lack thereof. Because we may have these feelings like, oh, if I'm only making this amount, like, well, I'm making like less than like, you know, 40,000 a year. It's like, man, I probably don't have much value, which, I probably, which means I don't really have probably a lot of leeway to where like I need, that I can miss work as opposed to where if I'm making, you know, North of the hundred grand, you know, living a comfortable lifestyle. I was like, oh man, you know, I'm up here, you know, like I just confident in myself. I know I'm an asset to my company. They, they know I, I can't make it. I'm not really going to worry about that. But if you don't have that level of security, you know, with your job, I feel like that's people are more prone to, to like have that initial reaction. Like, oh man, ah, man, I, I don't know. Can I, can I actually, you know, like afford like to miss these certain days or whatnot, which honestly, yeah, you know, the good company, that's what, you know, PTO is for, that what you can use. That's what a lot of people have been using to make sure that, okay, I can't go in, but I know I have a, there are methods. That's why, that's what means, you know, PTO is for, to where I can make up some of that lost time for me not actually physically being at work. So, that's a, lot of, a lot of times, bro, that just comes down to just, you know, the security or the insecurity that we feel that we have with our jobs. So, that's what I would say. Yeah, so what do you think, Quan? Why do you feel? Why do you feel like we do? You know, we do this. Um, part of it because I think that's low key what just some people are taught. Other people, I think, is because what we see from our parents because that's called it for what it is. That's the generation that like they work down to the bone for their for their business and companies and whoever they work for. And then you kind of got this new generation where you know, even when me and Dad talk about it all the time, when we see people take you know, these random days off and we see them taking a trip. I don't knock you for taking the trip. I knock people for who take the trip and then they like, man, my money low. I'm like, oh, you wild and now you wild and wild. You ain't got money you taking <laughs> these trips. But when it comes to just like taking care of yourself, like I told Derek this, my busiest times of the year is December, January, the summer. And then by the end of January, I had took up like three, four days. Because I knew, like, yo, I did what I needed to do. I earned this time. I'm going to take this time out to take care of myself. Like, I'm going to take these mental days just to relax and chill. Like, it's times where I call Derek. Hey, bro, what you doing? 
I mean, I just took off on random Monday. I wanted a three-day weekend because he put in a lot of work that Monday through Friday. Like, like it's little things like that where I think our generation does that stuff. Like, yo, making sure we're good for the most part. But I think a lot of it's just because, like, we watched our parents do it. Like, we watched them motherfuckers work to, like, the bone. Like, my dad was working damn near all the way up until he caught his stroke. And then when he caught his stroke, and then he was able to get some motion back. We were trying to tell him to chill. He wanted to rush right back to work. And then he ended up catching another stroke. And that was kind of the end of it when probably you should have chilled the first time. You was able to, to kind of get your motion and get everything back together. So it sucks. But I think it's just because of like what we're used to seeing all the time. Yeah, nah, bro. I 100% grew with you on that. Like, you know, my dad had a stroke. Same situation. You know, went back to work and then just came back same situation um and i like that was the point i was gonna switch to because i was gonna take a little bit outside view of like our current situation with the winter storm and like kind of your example you know i know i hear from a lot of people like oh man i want to take off and enjoy this break but you know my job needs me and i'm like you have pto even if it may be peak season you know, like what? <laughs> you have PTO, even if you have PC, take care of yourself. Like I don't, I don't understand why you're, you know, prioritizing what they need versus what you need. Because at the end of the day, kind of like what Fraser said, if you drop dead low key on Friday, dang, it's gonna be sad. But shoot, honestly, by by Wednesday, your position gonna be open, available. They'll be taking their interviews. You know, Monday. I ain't glad. I was gonna at least give Tuesday because you know what I mean. You got you know what I mean. You got put a little cross over your chest. Then give them a day of grace. You know, but, you right. know Tuesday. Yeah. So, um, and that's that's the thing that I'm trying to point out. Like um, every, I guess the thing is I'm trying to say is these natural disasters and people's mental responses are shocking to me because they're prioritizing when's the next availability they can get to work versus what is in their situation. Like, for instance, there's some people, and I know you know this, Fraser, there's people out there who, and nothing's wrong with it in a way, but it's just kind of a, the mental aspect is a little iffy for me. There's some people who will try to prioritize going to work versus make sure their electricity and their water is on. Or like, for instance, like my brother, he didn't have water for the good most part and electricity. He'll still go to work. I understand, you know, he he's a cop. He's, you know, I guess they're the um, what is the what do they call first responders? Also, this stuff. So I I get that type of situation, kind of like you know, grocery workers and everything like that. But I guess some other people, I'm kind of thinking like, why are you trekking through snow? slick ice roads to go to work um, when y'all are still limited resources. And, I don't understand. And that's kind of what I was going to say. Like, sadly, you have some people where, like, they low-key, they're in a position where they actually do have to go to work. Like, we having this conversation, but let's call it for what it is. People was running to Walmart, H-E-B, Kroger's, like, some of these stores looking for these supplies. So for some of them, it was like, yo, sadly, even though we having this conversation, we understand 
why it was important for y'all to actually get back in there. And, you know, like, we're thankful for that. Like, we actually needed y'all. Like, H-E-B was open right after, and H-E-B was like, yo, if you can get here, get here. If not, cool. Like, in one of these H-E-Bs, the electricity went out. They let those, they let everybody in there walk out with free groceries. They was like, yo, j- just go ahead and go home. Like, we're not even going to try to fight y'all on this. The electricity out, we know what y'all yeah. going through. We're not going to add any pressure to y'all. Go, go ahead and leave. We... We're going to recoup that money in a couple of days anyway. So it's just one of those things where, like, you know, your police officers, your first responders, all those people, sadly, they're in a position where when things like this happen, we low-key depend on them to get back to work. And then you have those other people like Deb who talk about, like, you know, me, you, and Vic, for example. Yo, yo y'all don't need us to go to work ASAP, dog. Like, y'all don't need us at all. So the point that you're even attempting to get some of these people to go to work, like you, you bugging. And this would be one of the times where I would say I would probably use Derek's quote where if possible, if you got a job that's doing that to you, you may need to start looking for another job. Because I told Derek straight up, if I have a job that's making me come into work when I say I ain't got no lights or power or none of that, and I'm still going in because I need that money, they're clearly showing they don't value you or your time or like you as a person. I know personally for me, because I'm in a better position, I would have started looking for jobs like right, you know, right when everything got back to normal a little bit. Because you need to go somewhere where they value you as a person and and they value your life, just not you working and how much money you can get to them personally. So, no. I definitely have to agree, bro, because like at the end of the day, a job is not worth your, your health or, you know, your life. You risking your life. It's just, you know, trying to make it work because, you know, out here in Dallas, well, you know, Fort Worth exactly. I don't know if y'all saw that video of that huge, massive car pile up on the freeway that happened, which that I've never seen anything like that. Like in that, like in reality, I've seen it on like yeah, on speak on that, man. Speak on that. Give a little outside view of the pile of how many cars, like how many they were saying. I think the final tally was 60 to 70 cars, if I'm not mistaken, and at least five. 17 people died. Yeah, it was more than five, bro. A lot of people died in that hoe. Yeah, that was just that was the initial number because it looked so many because they had to pull so many cars out, bro. Even had like a little bus type deal with like for multiple people, multiple injuries, one of those medical vans or buses, which. I had never seen anything like yeah, that before, yeah. bro. And just seeing like just seeing like the initial video, that truck that, you know, that's that FedEx truck or whatever it was just going too fast. I just I just truly felt bad, man, because I know those a lot of those people, they were just probably trying to maybe get home to their families or really get to work. And you just have this massive just piled up. I mean, just looking at that, man, I just, just felt so bad with those families, man. Cause a lot of those people, they just trying to, you know do what they have to do to make ends meet or just, you know, get to work or get home or whatever it is. And that's why I just really just made sure that, you know, I was going, I was just really taking my time and like being careful, which thankfully I didn't have to use the freeway. But like I say, like if I was staying farther out, I definitely would have told them like, yeah, yeah, I can't come. Like this, this is definitely not worth the risk, which ran at the bridge. The main bridge I used was good, but at the end of the day, like, the risk wasn't really worth it, man. So 
like I said, I'm just grateful I was able to get in. And just when it came to that, bro, that was just like, just what's more clear. Like, if you don't have, like, you don't have to be there, which most of us don't have to be at our jobs, as opposed to, like, say, first responders, like the police officers, and, like, say, some of these, you know, these grocery stores, because officers, they help keep the peace. And, like, you know, the stores, they're actually helping people that can actually, you know, have foods so they can actually feed their families. But other than that, if you don't have to go, use use that PTO. That's That's what it's for. A lot of us, we have it just stacking up in a way. So, look, I just say use it if you have to, because at the end of the day, look, the job, the job's going to be there. Like, say, make up, like, when you said, HEB, they like to fly out them groceries. They'll make that up in a couple of days, man. Might hike up the prices a little bit on some items, but. <laughs> nah, but you know, like, even some of the me and Quan were talking about, like, right now during this type of time, we do see people price gouging. You know, I ain't like, during that time, during this week, bro, I saw people price gouging firewood. I was like, damn, were you hella weak? Bro, bro it's so like, it's not, not only is it, I tell niggas this all the time, not only is that shit illegal, you literally cannot do that. It's like, dog, you see people over here, they need water. And some Aquafina 24 pack, even Aquafina is trash. But you know, we can't be picky during times like this. Can't be picky. A 24 pack that's usually probably like five, six dollars, probably five low key. You gonna bump that shit up to $18.99? Come on, dog. Like you, like it's people like you where I'm like, you doing the most. So like now you just being money hungry. And it's like, what what like what the fuck is your issue, my nigga? Like niggas out here dying, freezing to death, needing water. You even like we even said it before. I was lucky enough where I had a pool where I could just go get some water, put in my toilet. Some people ain't even got that. Like, I saw people washing dishes with snow. Like it was crazy. And you're trying to tell me that out of all the times you could have, if you gonna raise the price, you gonna do it now when people kind of need everything at their disposal right now? Just disgusting, my nigga. That's like the that's bad, bad part of capitalism, right there. That's like the bad part of yeah. Capitalism. I was I was gonna say that phrase to uh, another point. Like I've seen some businesses have to throw out so much meat because they lost that electricity. Because I'm kind of like, look, if you're in and out of power and you got all this meat, yo, let it's this not go, bro. Like, come on now, you know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? If it's not in that deep freezer that could possibly last for a while mm-hmm. and miss out on the shelves. Yo, when you already know that power's going in and out, yo, just you gotta cut that. Let that yeah, go. Exactly. Cause... You you know you got some people. You, we just know how it is. You got some people who gonna sell that shit even if it go bad. So just because they don't want to lose no money on it, sadly. Yeah. Like as opposed to like say, like man, maybe we you know donate this you know to one of these you know you know shelters that people are staying at that you know could use the food. Like you know it won't go to waste. Look, they'll use it right then and there. But like I say, too many companies are just so driven by getting by that dollar, man. That's why I say it's just that's the bad side of capitalism. People say, oh, there's an opportunity to, me to, you know, make some extra money. Wait, but during a, you know, during a once in every decade winter storm that many Texans aren't prepared for. That's when you want to decide, you know, to mark up these prices. Like I say, that's just bad. Just ethically, ethically speaking, that's just, you know, that's bad business. But like you say, that's illegal to do. But that's what that's how a lot of people how they view it. Just try, oh, here's a chance for you to make make some more money, you know, at this other person's expense. But 
Like I say, man, America. Well, especially I'll just say this, you know, Texas, we weren't we weren't prepared for this winter storm. And like I say, why would we? Because we haven't had one this serious probably since like 2010, 2011. Bro, but that's like the issue because I was telling Derek this. And Vic, I know you're gonna remember this because you just said it. People tend to forget that this shit happened in Dallas that year when Green Bay made the Super Bowl. Yep. That electricity grid and like whatever was going on in Dallas, it it shut down everything out there except the Super Bowl. Like Jerry Jones is perfectly fine, which I expect him to. If you got a stadium, I expect you to have multiple, you know, generators, whatever. Mm-hmm. The point that them boys gave y'all a warning back then, like, hey, y'all need to get y'all grid together. We saw what happened in Dallas before. It got real cold and everything shut down out there. That was in 2010. The point that it's 2021, and y'all still didn't do it, and y'all had 10 years, 11 years to get this right, and they gave y'all warnings on it? Yo, some I don't know who, like I told Derek, somebody got to go down because that's just like neglect. Like, that's neglect at an all-time level because you knew that this could happen again. You have 11 years to get it right. I don't know who. I don't know if it's going to be the electric people, Abbott, Ted Cruz, who's chilling in Cancun with his feet up. I don't know who it's going to be. But somebody's going to have to take a hit for this because y'all clearly had the information on it and y'all just chose not to do shit about it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, if somebody got to get fired or look, catch a case, look, some, something's going to happen, man, because this is inexcusable. Like, it should never got bad to where it looked like Saquon, you got to pull water from the pool or people using snow to flush because they don't have water. Like, yeah, Washington, this is all that. Like, that's, that's you know what I mean? Girl, you know, niggas, people, people need relief. Niggas walking opinion. outside, busting their ass. Saw it, saw it everywhere, bro. I ain't like, I should. I, I busted my ass first day, Quan. <laughs> I didn't even know, bro. I, like, I told my coworkers, everybody was just dying laughing. I was like, bro, as soon as I opened the door, I didn't even look down. There was ice on my, you know, you seen my place, ice on my step, and I didn't even get off the first one. I just went down, bro. I was like, damn. But, yeah, in, the, boots, in these man. type of times, they said, what? Invest in some boots, some actual boots to help. <laughs> I ain't buying no tenums, dog. Yeah. I didn't expect that, that day for it like that. I, I did wear my slides, you know. Um, before Normally when I go out to my car, I go unlock my car when I'm about to put something in there. And that was what that situation was. But anyway, it was funny, but... Sure. Ain't nobody see it, so sure. I don't know if it really happened. You know what I mean? It happened. Because I'm sure when you fell in your, fell in your ass, you felt it, so it happened. And I know he went outside with short zone, too. I know he did that. Hard-headed. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we, we just, look, transition, what we're trying to say is, so, Fraser. So Quan hit on two points, you know, to ask your viewpoint on it. So he said that two major reasons of why we do this is generational mindset of, you know, we need to be dedicated employees and workers and do what we can and loyalty to our companies and businesses. And then the necessity to provide for our own household and like not being in the liberty, I guess, or so to 
um, dictate when we are available, when we're not available. We need to prioritize, you know, company needs because we need that funding, the money. So what do you, what do you think about those two, like generational mindset versus financial needs? What do you think most people kind of feel the reason as to why they prioritize getting back to work versus taking care of what they need to at home in these type of natural disaster circumstances or just in general? So when I, when I, when it comes to that, I think people feel as though there's not much that can be done when they're at home because, you know, if you're without electricity, like if you're like, say my situation, you have an apartment and don't really have a fireplace and you know, your electricity goes out. There's really not much that you can do outside of like, you know, maybe trying to start a control fire like out on your balcony if you have one, which really isn't advisable. But if you have a house, I mean, like say, maybe grab you some firewood, you know, throw it in the fireplace, you know, maybe that way, you you know, heat up the house or maybe, you know, do some cooking, you know, throw it back old school. If you got an iron skillet, you know, have a fire, throw that back on there, you know, maybe whoop you up some eggs or whatnot. But, you know, outside of that, there's really not much that people probably feel like they could do. So, Maybe they feel like, okay, at least in my job, I have some level of control and some level of normalcy, you know, during these, you know, times, you know, with this major, you know, ice storm, winter storm to where at least I'm at work, at least I can kind of control, you know, what's being done or I can like be productive there because, you know, if you don't have any power or water, like what can you really do, you know, because even if you work in that field, it's not the something it's bigger than like what's happening, you know, at your house or your apartment complex. This has to do, you know, with the electricity company, with the electricity company, with the water company, something that they're trying to figure out. And honestly, that they're still doing right now because you saw some places that don't have, you know, you know, heat coming, you know, from their AC units and don't know when that's actually going to come back on, at least, you know, for some certain areas here in Dallas, that's still a problem. And even these companies said they don't know when that's going to come back on. So a lot of people, they just probably feel as though they can't really do much, if anything. So it's like, yo, if I can't do anything, well, at least let me go to work to where I kind of have a little bit of control and I know, okay, I can actually do something here. So that's well, that's a part of what I think what it comes down to. And other times, man, like a lot of times people just feel as though, like, you know, I have to work because that's like how, you know, we were hitting on earlier. That's really all that they all that they, you know, they were taught and all that they saw, you know, with the parents, you look, look, literally rain, sleep, or snow, or whatnot. But if you're able to walk and, you know, you know, right mind, you're going to work, you know, to get to this money at the end of the day. Because if you're not going to work to get this bread, like, but what, what are you going to do when the lights come back on? So that's kind of my take of it. I got you. So I can say on the flip question I got for you, how do you think we can shift and reprogram this mindset. Reprogramming the mindset, we have to start really at at the beginning, like at the early stages, you know, with really pretty much with our generation, that's really where, where it's gonna start. We have to do like when we have kids, we have to teach them, look, there, there's more than one way more, more than one more than one way to skin a cat. You know, there's more, there's like better avenues that you can go down, or better yet, you can have a job. But learn how to like have you a side hustle, you know, on the side. Learn to like say like we hit on before, you know, it doesn't have to be to start our own business. Like maybe, you know, if you're good at tutoring people or, you know, doing something like that, create multiple streams of income to where 
you're not as dependent on your job per se, because if you have multiple streams of income that can like offset, like, okay, okay. I can't really like my job. Maybe I'm working from home or I can't really get too many out too many hours here, you know, for whatever reason, like say we have like a natural disaster, like we just had, but I can still go online. I can still like, you know, some kids is like, there's, you know, doing classes online. I can tutor them. We just have to show them there, there's a, there are more efficient ways to do this as opposed to just having just the one job to where if anything happens, you know, ice storm hits, you feel like, oh man, I forget, I got to go in as opposed to, no, okay, I'm letting you know I can't come in, but I can still, there's still ways that I can make money because I could do A, B, C, D. So we just have to do that, just train people, just to be, train our kids, our future kids, like, yo, this is what you can do. And also, too, just to be prepared, like, have you know, bro, speak on the speak on the preparation, Doug. I, that's what I wanted to you to elaborate on. I got you. So when I say be prepared, I mean, look, whether it's you, whether you're living by yourself or you have a spouse, sit down and figure out a plan. OK, look, if the electricity goes off, especially if we're in the house, how are we going to go about this? Are we doing to load up on some firewood, you know, put it, you know, you know, we got a house. We want to put it, you know, put it, you know, in the back somewhere or just store it to where the firewood is going to be dry so where we can use. Look, let's have like a little little bag to where it's like, okay, we know we're going to need these, like these items, this, this here. So that way, if we have to go stay with some relatives or we have to go stay at a hotel, we're prepared. Or like say water, look, the, the news, you know, they were telling us, they were telling us, you know, way ahead of time, like, yeah, we got a winter storm that's coming. It's going to be pretty serious. Like, okay, let's go ahead before everybody and their grandma is at the store and we got to wait in lines in 20 degree weather just to get into the store. And even then we may not be able to get the items that we need. And I say that because I tried to do that before this second storm hit. When I saw that line, it was it 25 degrees outside? It's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to have to ride it out. And kind of even right now. Didn't realize the last night. Really drank all, all my last my, my last water. So gonna have to try to try to finesse a trip to the store at some point. So just being prepared, load up on water, load up on the essentials. Like I say, have some flashlights handy. Like my power went out. Look, had a flashlight. You know, like flashlight right there by the bed, so that way I could still move around. You know, so that wasn't in complete darkness. Have you some candles? Just have a list. There's certain things that everybody can do that nobody thinks about until it actually happens. Like, oh man. Wish I had some candles, wish I had this. Go ahead and just do what you have to do beforehand. So that way, when it happens, you can be, you know, best prepared. So that's what I say when it comes, you know, saying have preparation. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. So I can say this. Your preparedness is not what I expect you to say. So, like, I'm gonna give you my example, and then I'm gonna ask Quan for what he what he thinks. So, like, what I mean is, all right, so my preparedness, what I thought you was gonna say was kind of like having multiple streams of income or having the conversation of like, you know, preparing our kids that like, hey, you want to be a little bit more self-reliant on yourself for income and sources like that because somebody may lay you off or put you in a compromising position of where you're risking your own life in danger to get to work. And that's not, that's not right. You know, that type of, uh, you know, conversation and having that, like, for instance, like, for instance, um, to reshift the programming to me is instilling more confidence in ourselves that we bring value and not saying like you're above or you're snooty, but just saying like, Hey, 
you know, and kind of recognizing, hey, you may say it's okay if I come in, but you probably don't. You may be showing me sometimes you don't necessarily care about my well-being more than your bottom line. And I understand we could all say that's what everybody says, but not every company really treats people or cares about people in that manner. There's legit sometimes, and it's honestly not even the company. It could be just the employer, like your boss or your manager or, or director, or whatever. They may not care as much because they're trying to make their bottom line look good. You know, even though, you know, if you're going to be a superior, you need to be well at managing people. Um, so, Kwan, what do you think we need to do to shift and reprogram our mindset? Um, as far as with this generation, I somewhat already see it. Like I said, I see people who puts their, you know, their mind first in there. Um, just wanting to go take a break whenever things get hard. Like, yo, I'm going to do this trip. Yo, I'm taking these days off. So I see it a lot already. So I do think it is shifting. But I will probably say for some people, you just got to have the boss to be able to do it, to be honest. Because some people are capable of doing it. I understand for harder is like for others is harder. Like, you know, depending on where you work, whether it's fast food chain or just some of these local grocery stores where they kind of, you know, kind of just have a lot of power over you and they kind of use fear tactics to kind of shift you from wanting to do things like that. A lot of it is just really just confidence. Like, yo, knowing knowing yourself, knowing when you um, need a break, and also just knowing, like, yo, you deserve to take a break if you've been busting your ass for your job and you've been doing a hell of a job. Like, you deserve to take a couple days off. Like, you deserve to take a, a day off where your company isn't blowing you up if you need something. I know for me, I keep my work email on my phone. Once I take off or once the weekend hit, work email gone. Like, I delete that bitch. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried about work at all once I'm off of work. That's just how the game goes. You pay me to be here from this time, I'm going to give you this time. Especially I'm not a manager right now, so I kind of don't have to do all the extra shit right now like that other people have to do in that position. You know, manager, you know, you, yeah, I ain't lie, you kind of don't have that benefit like that. But for us right now, now you pay me from to work from this time to this time. You just got to start taking care of yourself. And then going back to what Vic said about the physical preparation of it, I'm more shocked that people don't prepare for shit like this. And I noticed this in Houston. Y'all niggas don't take shit seriously at all. Bro, I didn't been through Hurricane Katrina, Rita, Ike. And I don't reason I didn't go through Harvey's because I was in grad school. Man, Vic, I already got candles. I already got flashlights. I already got these little electricity things where I could charge them up just in case. Because whenever I hear about storms, I've been through so many of them, you would think niggas would get the picture by now, and they kind of just don't. Because I know even with me, I know something that I've been doing since I've been living by myself, which was probably 2016 when I got to grad school. I buy three cases of water every like probably every other week because I go through water quickly. Like It's something that I've always done because A... I like having water in the house, but B, you never know when some shit gonna crank off. Now, of course, during times like this, you know, I'm 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 taking my I'm not gonna go be a dick and buy three cases of water. I'm I'm doing my lim- my limits on it and I'm chilling. But yeah. usually when things are back to normal, 
I recommend, yo, go get like three cases of water every other week. Or like, you know, whenever you get down, I know my method is when I get down to my last case, I go get more water, which is three cases. Because I know when everything went out for me, I was good. I got lucky. When everything went out, that was the week I had went and got three cases of water when I didn't even know it was going to be that bad. So we were chilling for the most part. A lot of people just don't prep for shit from the physical mindset. And I really, at least in Houston, when I say these niggas don't take shit seriously at all, like, Caleb, you kind of knew. You live in Dallas. You knew what it probably would be like because the snow's up there all the time. These niggas here went through Hurricane Harvey. Niggas was crying. Niggas lost everything. And they tell you that another storm's coming and you don't take it seriously at Bro, all. Bro, real talk, dog. Like, Speak on it. Like, like, yo, we all like we live in Southeast Texas. That's Galveston, Port Arthur, Beaumont, Houston, like everybody near the Gulf. We get hurricanes every goddamn year. And you and like, yeah, the snow was beautiful and all, but they Caleb, I'm with you. They said for the longest, this is the coldest shit. This is some of the coldest weather we've had in a hundred years. The grid is going to go out. Go get you a generator if you can. Go get you some water if you can. Go to go to Walmart, go to the store and go get you something, you know, some food that can last just in case. And I'm like, dog, like, why don't y'all take this shit seriously if we're used to going through shit like this? Like Harvey was literally three years ago. It wasn't that long ago where you know, the waters and car, the cars is flooded. Niggas is on the highway. They got caught in these big ass dips where water got into. But it just blows my mind when a nigga hears a storm. Like, shit, even smart. I think both of y'all can um, acknowledge this. Remember when I put those emergency contacts in a group chat just in case? Yeah. And Henny was like, oh, man, you really scared. Nah, nigga, I'm not scared. I'm just, yo, you never know. Like, sometimes you really don't know how it's going to be. Like, it ain't about being scared. It's just about being ready. And I feel like a lot of people just, they don't take shit seriously until they lose their electricity or they're in a line waiting for some water that could take about an hour or two hours. Yeah. Because so. when it comes down to it, man, it's best to be ready so that way you don't have to wait. Because look, when it, about to say, when the shit hits the fan, when you just like trying to call, like trying to call people or whatever, like say trying to call those emergency lines, lines probably going to be busy. Like I said, you're trying to get water or whatnot, lines going to be long. As opposed to just if you do that beforehand as best you can, you don't have to wait and just be dependent on, man, I got to wait in this line. I got to wait for these other people to go. Or, man, they got me a hold and had me hold for like 45 minutes. So it's just it's just good to be prepared, man, like I say. And just, I'm not saying, you know, everything that, you know, we listed, you got to do everything. But just do a little bit here and there. Doing a little bit goes a long way. That's that's really what we're trying to tell. And this is really what we're trying to tell y'all. Yeah, real talk. Like, I can say like this. I know I could speak on both sides because I know I remember when I first moved to Florida, I was not prepared for that hurricane season stuff. And immediately I got there, like it was hurricane stuff. And I was, you know, blessed to have coworkers who educated me on what I needed to have and prepare and stock up on. Like, you know, get you that tuna, get you some canned food, get you some non-perishable type of foods and start load up on it. So now I know, like now, I always have that with me. But on the first day when it snowed, people were putting on, you know, in our, you know, community Facebook groups, we ain't got no food. We, you know, we hungry. Can anybody bring water? Can anybody? I'm like, 
it's the first day we all, everybody kind of knew you like nothing's wrong with you running out of food after a couple, you know, days, but I'm like, it's the first day. First day you really, though. you really didn't get no groceries, no nothing beforehand or anything. Like for instance, like we, everybody shows, like, let's be honest right now, everybody is showing how crazy it is at the grocery stores those past few days. But there's, you know, but then there's a lot of people who didn't have, who expected to still be able to go to the store at their leisure during mm-hmm. the storm. And that's where it's like, come on now. Like, I feel for you, but we, we, we got to do better now. Like, you know. No, like you said, bro, you said at their leisure. That's the big thing right there. Like they can go, you know, when they want to, as opposed to when it's best, just be mindful of your fellow citizens. Like, nah, this ain't about you going to the store that you want. It's like, no, you need to try and just be mindful. It's like, it is not going to be you can just walk in the store and grab whatever you want. No, with all this going on, people are going to be in line. You're going to have to wait, especially if you didn't take care of what you had to take care of early on. You're going to have to wait, and it's not going to be at your leisure. You're going to have to wait till, till everything thaws out. Bro, it could be simple things. Like, even when we knew this storm was coming, the first thing I did with Kelsey, hey, give me your car. I'm about to go put some gas in it. Like, let me fill up just in case, like, you know, we got to go look for food. Like, like I said before, and it goes back to what. Bro, real talk. I ain't even going to lie. I want you. That was a banger you said, bro. Bro. Pull up on gas. A lot of people didn't do that either. Bro, we we had to go to Sugarland to go grocery shop. Like, like we, like, that's like a 40-minute drive for me because they shut down the toes. And like I said before, when people aren't used to losing shit, like I told Derek this, I remember when one of those hurricanes hit and our garage collapsed and we had like two trucks in there. We lost all that shit. I mean, when another hurricane hit, a tree fell on our house. Like I, like, I remember that. So when you're used to going through a lot of this, like it's embedded in my mind. Like I take things seriously. I'd rather be overprepared than underprepared. And I just think, sadly, we just live in a society where if it don't impact me, I'm good. And for some niggas, they have to get hit by something or like something has to happen to them for them to finally like snap in and be like, oh, shit, I should have did X, Y and Z. Now nah, I'm in dire need of X, Y and Z. So I don't know, man. Hopefully niggas get it together. But even with this, bro, even with a snowstorm, niggas probably still not going to get it together after this. So. Hey, at the end of the day, either get right yourself or look, get right or you will be forced to get right. Damn. I ain't gonna lie. Phrase Loki says something. <laughs> 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 I ain't gonna lie. Phrase Loki says something. But I was gonna say, what's y'all's final thoughts so we get out of here, man? Phrase, what's your final thoughts, dog? My final thoughts this winter storm, it was. It was um it was revealing. It was it wasn't comfortable, but I'm thankful that, you know, I was you I was able to, you know, get through it. And like that I'm glad for my family was too. And at the end of the day, it's just it's time just really be prepared. Like I know there are things I could have done to be more prepared and that's really why, you know, went on that whole deal about just, you know, doing what you have to do. Because at the end of the day, look, you have to be prepared going forward. And just, I just hope people just will take the time just to realize that and just do what you need, do what needs to be done early on. So that way, that's a little bit of ease, a little bit of a burden that can be removed to where you can like focus on what you 
focus on what you can. So that's really my final thought. Just be prepared going forward. Yeah, what about you, Kwan? Um, for people who actually, you know, lost a family member or a friend, I'm sorry, praying for you because I know a lot of people like it's, it sounds horrible, but sadly, a lot of people froze to death. Like, I know somebody out here in Fort Bend froze to death in their recliner, and that just that's horrible. So, prayers and thoughts to those people. Um, happy everybody okay. Y'all just be prepared, like start taking some of this seriously. Worst case scenario, if you overbuy something, me and Kelsey just did this yesterday. We just donated some food to the food bank because we over we overbought shit and we just took it down there. Just always be over prepared rather than under. And hopefully, you know, Ted Cruz is kicking his feet up in Cancun before we caught that nigga. So, you know. We gonna we gonna find him up later. His his, his time coming. We gonna find him up later. Another episode. Yeah, I was gonna say my final thoughts is you know, man. I know there's a lot going on. There's a lot of pressure that we feel in today's time, but we still gotta make sure that we as people we're fine, you know, and just kind of just we gotta prioritize ourselves and our well being. Put yourself first. Yeah. You already know. Um, hey, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to us. Another episode of Therapy for Your Pop Opinions. We out. <laughs>